the smallest things can trigger us sometimes. If you often find yourself asking, why did I react like that? Or why did that affect me so much? Or simply stating something like, wow, that hit a nerve. Then you're in the right place. Join Candace Fraser and Natalie Collar for a fortnightly chat discussing life's different triggers, upbringings, self-reflections and projected opinions, and the art of embracing self-compassion to overcome emotional setbacks. The conversations are candid, real, authentic, and filled with helpful tips. So join us and let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. We are at episode 20 of Stop, I've Just Been Triggered. We are so very thrilled to have you joining us again for another episode and really just feel so lucky to be able to share our thoughts, our insights, and share mindful tips with everyone who listens around emotional triggers. We're very lucky, aren't we, Candice? Mm, we are. <laughs> and ever so grateful for our listeners. And we really hope that these conversations are landing well. You know, we try and tread as gently as we can, but triggers, as we all know, <laughs> they can actually leave us pretty raw really quickly. Mm. Yeah, they sure can. And, you know, all this healing work can be raw. Like that's mm. the perfect word, but it is worth it. Oh, so true, you know. And look, that's why we thought in today's episode, we're going to explore the feelings of being unheard and misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And we aren't talking about speaking loudly or audibly enough. Yeah. <laughs> We're really talking about that, that feeling when you put yourself out there, you share your thoughts or your feelings, your desires, maybe even your beliefs, and you feel like you're, you know, they aren't being picked up by the person that you're sharing them with yeah yeah Fall, falling on deaf ears so to falling speak. On yeah yeah absolutely and yeah. you know when it comes to triggers sometimes especially if you have past experiences mm. of not being heard or being misunderstood you can be kind of really prone to feeling this way Mm, mm, or mm. Uh, I guess hypervigilant kind of always on the lookout for people not hearing you Oh, exactly. You know, that's that's so true. The past experiences, you know, it could be something as simple as you were raised um, by parents who said things like children should be seen but not heard. Yeah. You know, or it could be like an accumulation of events from your childhood. Um, you know, you wanted to play soccer, but you were made to play basketball or you wanted to play piano and it was, you know, that, that wasn't in their agenda. Mm. Um, you know, you wanted to be creative and write, but you were raised in a family where that was seen as, you know, an airy-fairy kind of mm. practice or, or activity. So it wasn't really given the weight um, or the curiosity that you had around it. Yeah. And so, you know, you just, you just weren't allowed to explore that creative side um, mm. and so on. So you weren't heard. Your, your weren't needs heard, yeah. weren't heard your needs weren't met mm. um yeah you have that unmet need mm. Mm. and it can feel really really isolating oh, when, I agree. when you feel unheard or misunderstood mm. um as humans we really do rely on connection and community so much for our emotional and mental health it's so mm. important 
Mm. Where when we feel unheard or misunderstood, our self-worth can just take a massive hit. Mm, mm. And that can lead to thinking like there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Um, Then suddenly you're not putting yourself out there. You're not sharing Mm. out ideas. You kind of start to contract, to really withdraw. Yeah. Which is sad because we're all born with a fire in our belly, Mm -hmm. with a curiosity for life and a desire to be a part of something, all of which is kind of taken away when mm. we experience things like like Natcha said being raised to be seen and not heard spot on Candace and it, and it is it's isolating and mm. and it's also um it's a bit soul destroying to be honest yeah. <laughs> I know I know as an adult I've felt this um I think more so when I became a mum than anything else um you know I was kind of really confident as as a woman I was quite confident my whole life and then I became a mum and I've kind of felt like the rug got pulled from under me. You um, and me both, Nat. I yeah. felt that one. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of felt like I was no longer seen, no longer heard. Um, you know, it, when I put, when I did things, it was misunderstood, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one, Candace, because, you know, as children, we don't understand what's going on. And then we mm. kind of grow up into these adults and we take it all with us, don't we? We sure <laughs> um, do. You know, you know, that lack of trust in yourself and a lack of self-worth and the feelings of isolation and being, you know, super vulnerable, you know, to put yourself out there. Mm. It's, it's, it's a really tricky one. It's not fun. No. And, no. and it is self-limiting. It, it is it's it's you can you can spend so much of your life triggered when you feel unheard yeah and sometimes it has nothing to do with actually being heard or understood yeah that's so true so true Nat you mm. know we experience triggers or have past experiences um such as being unheard mm. it means that um we're overlooking just simply misinterpreting other people we're going straight to that assumption yeah and and it might just be a case of whoever you're communicating or sharing with they just have a different communication style Mm, mm. or you just have different perceptions on or around a situation Mm, mm -hmm. where there isn't a right or a wrong but because you're carrying this trigger Mm. You're feeling this way when it's just, I don't know, out of proportion, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, you know, because every every one of us, every human perceives things differently, mm. you know. So, so if you're at work and the same issue comes up time and time again and because you have this trigger of being unheard and, and or misunderstood, you just assume that you're not being heard Mm. or you, you know, but the reality might be that the other person's just seeing and perceiving things differently, Mm. you know, and you, you you know, like a stupid, like not, not not stupid, like a, like a silly sort of little analogy, which is great and a great analogy, right? (laughs) And some people might think, why is Nat talking about photocopiers? But but (laughs) it seems like a silly analogy, but it's not like, it's actually, it's a really, simple analogy is 
you might be the kind of person that wants the photocopier, wants to fill the paper in the photocopier when it's half full. You just always want to have it topped up mm. so it never runs out. And your colleague might be the other person who waits till it's empty. And when the light comes on, they go, oh, now I fill up. Now I'm going to fill it right up again. So neither are right and wrong. It's mm. just a different perspective. Mm. Yeah. And then, but because you get, you have this like trigger within you, you actually jump to this conclusion. You know, you start thinking the other person isn't listening when you've said, you've got to fill it up before it gets empty. Or when you notice that it's, it's running low, fill it up, you know? Mm. Um, so it's, it's, again, it's just that perception, you know? Mm. Yeah. And that is a great example, Matt. It's a a good one. It's really simple, but it's good. I just thought people are going to think, oh, Nat's talking about photocopiers, but I like photocopiers. (laughs) (laughs) But it demonstrates. So it it shows what can happen in any situation, really. So, you know, that might be something minor, but these minor things can be happening in all areas of your life, in your relationships, your friendships, your workplace, in your sports club, in all the things. Um, Yeah. So, you know, the paper could represent a million different things in those scenarios. Yeah. But you're right. You lose perspective because you're carrying that trigger Mm. of being misunderstood, not seen, not heard. You're looking out for it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess this is probably where communication comes in. It's Mm. just so important rather than retreating or feeling isolated or getting angry Mm. or insisting your way is the right way and trying to really make yourself feel heard. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's important. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Some communication skills. Yeah. I think, look, it's, it's um, a couple of things like, you know, we'll we'll probably touch on that if that's okay with you. We'll we'll go through Mm. some communication skills and mindfulness um, communication. But the other thing I wanted to touch on, there is the real point of you actually may not be seen and heard. Um, well, you know, you, you may have been dismissed. Um, and so, again, we'll touch on that when we talk about communication and, and actual um, actually asserting yourself as well, you know, within that communication um, and maybe assessing the way you communicate to be seen mm-hmm. and heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, we carry these wounds from childhood and mm. they're not there because they're imaginary there were times when your parents may have actually or repeatedly dismissed you Mm. um, where your needs weren't met and your needs weren't heard, Mm. Um, you know, and it may not be something as simple, like we said, as, you know, an activity that you wanted to do, maybe something deeper. Um, And so the problem is, is you do carry that into your adulthood. And, you know, like you've been saying, which is spot on Candice, we do then, become hypervigilant and we do become self-critical. We mm. think we're not worthy of being seen and heard. Mm. And that's when it can be a little bit destructive in all areas of our life. So mm. I think let's take the listeners through, um, you know, a few little communication skills that yep. will help and maybe some mindful communication skills, if that's okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Do you want to kick that off now? Oh, if that's okay with you, Absolutely. you know me. I love I love to talk. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy listening. <laughs> um, look, so a few tips on communicating when you're feeling 
unheard or misunderstood is a great one that Candace always brings to the table um, and reminds me often, which I absolutely adore. And that's to take a mindful pause, Uh, you know, just take a moment, either step away for a while if you need to, if you're having other emotions arise with, you know, anger or frustration. Um, And don't, you don't have to respond straight away in the moment. You can use the time when you step away to, go through the rain process, which we're mm-hmm. both big fans of, mm-hmm. uh, checking in with yourself and then also holding yourself with compassion. So self-compassion mm-hmm. is really important in these situations. You extend the compassion that you should have had at the time of the at trigger. The time. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, that's, that's one, Candice, I know you're a big advocate of the, the mindful Love that one. <laughs> Love that one. And you're very good at it. Um, And then look, when you're communicating, there's always having a little bit of a compassionate eye or an empathetic eye, which is um, an ear and thinking how the other person might be receiving the information, Um, like almost like an observer, Mm. you know, you're, you're really kind of thinking about how you're communicating what across what you need done or what you want. Um, so it's it's really hard for people to take on constructive criticism, you know, or change when they feel like they're being blamed for something. So, you know, using I statements, you know, mm. things like I feel confused, um, sad or angry rather than you always mm. because that places blame and then yeah. blame triggers their the triggers. Person. <laughs> yeah, so it just kind of becomes this soup pot of mess you know um so that's that's another point with communicating and you know lastly I think setting boundaries is a big one Candace Mm. um it's really important with mindful communication you know for example in a relationship it might be after an argument you might set a boundary that you need an hour to process your thoughts um and feelings you know and then you can both come back to the conversation in a calmer way. Mm. Um, and then also setting boundaries around, you know, in the workplace or any any relationship you have where you you are being triggered and not seen mm. and heard. It's, it's important to kind of possibly sometimes you have to limit connection. Sometimes you have to alter the way the connection's happening. Mm. But those boundaries are important. Um, really important. So important, you know, Mm. so, and it's, it just basically, it makes things more, more, not so much, I was about to say more in your favor, but it's not about that. It's more about, um, it's giving you the space to process without Mm. conditioning. That's what boundaries really are. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when we feel like we're conditioned to make a quick response or we're conditioned to have a reaction, even within ourselves, often we'll have the wrong reaction or we'll make the wrong response because we feel pressured. So the boundaries are real. I think that's a really important point. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I love, I love all of them, Nat. Um, the other thing I think to keep in mind with mindful communicating, you know, is to ask yourself, am I really listening to what the other person, person is mm. saying? Because mm. communication is a two-way street and, yeah. you know, we might be feeling unheard, mm. but maybe the other person's feeling unheard Uh, uh 
And, mm-hmm. and when we've got that trigger, sometimes we just get stuck in our feeling of being unheard yes. and going on whatever direction that takes us in. Yeah. But we need to remember um, and ask ourselves, am I taking on what this other person is saying mm. so that we can compromise or that we can come to an agreement um, and yeah, other people are more likely to take on board your opinions if you take on board theirs absolutely Candice and that's the thing it's that spiral effect that because you're going into it with this perception that you're not going to be seen or heard Mm. or it triggers it then basically start focusing just on that that the other person's not being seen and heard and you're Mm. you're actually doing to them what you're 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 feeling (laughs) yeah yeah so it's it's yeah it's a big big spiral but no that's a great that's absolutely a a fantastic point and you know like we said communication is is obviously a really important part of this kind of trigger and it can really help you navigate your interactions you know when you're feeling misunderstood or unheard Um, but it's also really important to look after yourself to nurture and heal that inner child within you mm. carries the scar of feeling unheard and misunderstood, mm. like like what I touched on just before. Mm. Mm. Oh, absolutely. So important. So, so very important. That is the work, isn't it? That's the work, yeah. That, that's the painful stuff. <laughs> but it's the stuff that actually moves you beyond these triggers, you mm. know. So the release, yeah. Yeah, yeah and look, in, in something I know, both Candice and I do with our clients Um, and please follow follow along if you're in a safe space to do so. So if you're not driving, please don't, don't try to do this Um, because we're about to get you to close your eyes. So that could could be good. Um, But look, if, if you are in a safe space, just close your eyes for a moment and think about a time that you felt unheard. And then I want you to notice what happens within the body. Notice how how this makes you feel. You know, your age or an incident, the time and place. And this is your inner child. And, And while you're there in that space, you could take some time to actually talk to the inner child, just like you would any child who is that age. And experiencing feelings. So it could be something as simple as I see you or it's okay to be yourself or that expectation should never have been placed on you. It wasn't fair. And just talk to the child how you would understand. I think that's really important. Mm. And continue to talk to the inner child for as long as you need until the feelings start to soften in the body and the tension releases. And the good thing to do is just once you feel that tension releasing, just take a few deep breaths and release them. And every exhale, just imagine that tension sort of melting away. And then only when you're ready, you start to bring awareness back to the present moment in your body. And then when you actually feel like you're prepared to, open your eyes, take some deep breaths, and then check in with yourself again. Mm -hmm. 
and just see how you're feeling and how it felt. Reflect upon how it felt, how that child felt. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that process so much. So, so much. And be warned, sometimes there'll be tears. Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. there'll be some rage. Sometimes yeah. there'll be all those things. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you've got to feel to heal. Isn't that how the saying goes? Exactly, Candice. That's exactly right. Yeah. I yeah. include a lot of this kind of inner child work into meditations quite mm. regularly. And inner child work, as confronting as it is, mm. it's also really nurturing and yeah. such a beautiful self-compassion practice. Yeah, that's so, so super powerful. So I really would encourage people to explore this more. Mm. Take your time, take yourself through this process that Nat's just shared and just see what comes up. Mm. Mm. Really, yeah. I think it's also probably important to note that if you're someone who's been impacted by trauma, this might actually feel like an impossible mm. process to put mm -hmm. yourself through. So don't push yourself if it's going to make you feel like you're going to break. Mm. Please feel confident in knowing that it's okay to seek some support to go through these processes mm. because mm. the processes will help, but sometimes you need some support to just bolster you up to get through the processes. Oh, exactly. And I think the thing is, it, like you said, it can be quite painful, mm. um, reflecting like that it can be it can kind of bring all the emotions flooding back really quick and fast mm. and um and they can be hard to navigate them because mm. the pain can be so great that you want to remove yourself straight away from the situation mm. and you know candace and i both use these kind of um therapy sort of modalities within our businesses mm. um and it's it's an amazing thing to witness when oh, someone comes and then, yeah. yeah and then it and is. then they release that that inner child they talk to the inner child they release that what they've been holding um a belief a you know self-limiting beliefs a belief around things a feeling an emotion and they just feel lighter you mm. can see it's it's almost instantaneous it is it's amazing um, to watch it is absolutely you know so um you know that the child was innocent I, I always say this to clients the child was innocent and didn't know any different mm. and it's not your fault for interpreting things the way it was and it's and it's not your fault that you've been carrying that i think a lot of time there's there's a lot of shame mm. um and confusion and I think the confusion kind of makes that's what makes it feel like it's happening every time because yeah. the body still just hasn't processed it well that's the trauma response isn't it it comes flooding back oh exactly just like, like it did that. that first time yeah exactly that's right so you know and like Candace said seek support if if anyone ever wants to reach out to Candace or myself we're both um you know more than happy to book a session with you we're both mm are qualified in this type of work mm. um, and do it on a regular basis and it does work it does really help um, because doing it alone I feel I don't know what you think Candice I mean a small process like we just took the listeners through is is kind of very light um, and that's why we kept it that way but mm. the deeper stuff is very hard to navigate on your own um, especially when you've got 
I was about, yeah. You know, baggage, which, you know, yeah. let's face it, who doesn't really? Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we're, we are always here um, to, to support in any way we can. Yeah. Um, and we're both, you know, we both love helping as much yeah. as we can. That's yeah, our job, isn't it? to do so, yeah. Yeah, we're in service. So I, I guess the main thing is the main takeaway from, from this kind of trigger is also reminding yourself that you are seen you know sometimes I say to clients go to go into the bathroom you know when you take your pause moment go into the bathroom and look in the mirror and and look at yourself um and I know that sounds again it sounds a bit foolish but you're actually seeing yourself then so Mm -hmm. it kind of just calms the response down um even talking to yourself so you are heard I am feeling like Candace said, I am having these feelings. I'm, I'm having this emotion. I'm having this response mm-hmm. or this is how I feel. Um, but, you know, the main thing is, is communication is key and also being aware of what's triggering you. Mm-hmm. So like Candace said, always going back to that rain process of, um, you know, recognizing why it could be the tone of someone's voice. It may not actually be that they haven't heard you or they haven't seen you or you've been misinterpreted. It just could be the tone. Mm. And that was the tone that a parent or a a guardian used when you were little and you felt really dismissed by it. Or, Mm. you know, it could be so many things, you know. So many things. It could be so so many many things. things. Honestly, like I know, I know, sometimes I used to struggle with people smiling when I was talking, like when I was saying something serious and people would smile back. I think like, you're not taking me serious, Mm. but that's, that's some people's response. Some people, some people laugh when things go bad because that's their response. That's I'm one of them. It's an illness. It's not healthy, but all the time, (laughs) but it's not a bad thing. It's, it's how you've learned to respond to things. Like they actually say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's another, that's another episode, but um, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, so it's learning that everybody's having a human experience and, Mm like we sort of touched on everybody's responses are different everybody's reactions are different everybody's interpretations are different and what you see and what they see are two different things so it's it's important to sort of just keep a perspective really open mind and, and keep a clear perspective of what's happening but when you really don't feel seen and heard take that moment just catch yourself think through why and then address it in a calm manner um because obviously when you feel like that you feel like you've got a valid point or you Mm -hmm. feel like you've got something you want to say so say it don't don't hold it in because that that makes that actually makes it worse for you it makes it in yeah yeah it can't bury it down so yeah it's a tough one I think we all feel this at time to time definitely the (laughs) unheard misunderstood you know unseen um, and that's why we thought it was a good topic to sort of discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of women out there are saying, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. I've felt this uh-huh. because it does tend to be, um, you know, not to, to make it a sexist thing, but it, it, it can be a lot of women of a certain age have felt like this for a long time, I think. Um, mm. yeah, even young women in a career, 
it's hard to, yeah, to gain respect. Yeah. Do you feel yeah, unseen absolutely. and unheard? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as yeah. a parent, if you parent differently oh, to yeah. your parents, <laughs> it's you feel, yeah. You just hit a nerve there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it's it's true. I think that's, and that's what I was saying to you before. When I became a mum, that's when I probably yeah. felt it the most. Mm. And I still mm. feel it. I still feel like my connections have changed um, and not everyone understands my, my parenting style or the choices I've made as a parent, but that's okay because mm. this is my journey. It's not everybody's journey. Um, everyone gets to make their own decisions, yeah. Yeah, but it can be very daunting, mm. like, you know, especially someone like me, I'm, I'm quite jovial. I think, you know what I'm like now, I, I like people, I like socialising, I like... I was in a quite a good position at, in my my role at work, so I had people I would talk to all day, and then to have that stop and become a parent, you do be kind of feel a bit mm. um, unheard and and misunderstood, you mm. know. And I and I think every, actually I think every mum kind of feels misunderstood in one way or another. Oh, oh, honestly, <laughs> I feel like I went through a grieving process. As wonderful mm. as becoming a mother was, mm. it was almost a grieving process of losing my old life. And a part of that was not being seen mm. for what I was currently going through. But anyway, mm. I think we might be getting a little off track here, Nat. <laughs> I was about to say, I think this is a whole a whole other episode. But, um, possibly. <laughs> but look, yeah, I think that's that's the main thing the takeaways from this is just really take a moment out whenever you feel this trigger come up mm -hmm. um look at the way you communicate yeah. that's that's probably one of the most important things you know um set the boundaries as well so if mm. if you know someone is dismissing you consistently it could be family members or it could be at work set a boundary make sure mm. that you know it's a communicated boundary. Don't just shut them down. Yeah. Um, you know, well, we've all been guilty of that. Let's oh, just definitely. be honest, right? Um, in the name <laughs> of our sanity kind of thing. Um, I think know, the other one was nurturing the inner child, doing yeah. that work, talk, yeah. talking to that that child within who who experienced yes. those first feelings of being unheard or dismissed yeah. or misunderstood. Yeah, it really investigate where that came from. Mm. Have it have a real, you know, if you can do it alone or do it with someone, like we said, and basically find out where that's come from, where that stemmed from, where it's because often when you've been unheard or unseen or misunderstood a lot in, in childhood, it will lead to self-worth issues, self-esteem issues, mm. self-confidence issues, um, you know not taking chances in life, playing it safe. There's so many things that that it then almost to. puts a pause button on your life, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. And also it can lead to problems with, um, you know, connecting in a, in a relationship, mm. you know, like fully being intimate with someone in the sense mm. of having a, a trusting relationship. Because if you always feel like you're not going to be seen or heard, you won't, you won't mm. even try yeah so look we'll wrap that there we we sorry i as usual i always go off topic 
<laughs> but thanks again for listening, everyone. And we hope that this week's episode gave you a few little tips, um, helpful tips when it comes to communicating when you feel unheard, unseen, or misunderstood. And we'll be back in a fortnight with a nice time. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Candace. No worries. Thanks, Nat. See you, everyone. Bye.